Hi, everybody. Welcome back to This is Hard by the Parenting Naked Collaborative. Uh, we have a really exciting show today. We are going to broach the topic of teen pregnancy. And um, if you listen to the very first recording that we did about Parenting Naked Collaborative, uh, I had gone into detail about my first experience with um, watching the truth and reality of parenthood and the whole birthing experience. And that was due to my lovely older sister uh, who ended up getting pregnant at 16 and having her son um, when she turned 17. And I got to be with her through most of that pregnancy journey and in the delivery area. So I'm really, really excited to um, introduce my sister, Shanda. Shanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Welcome. This is going to be fun. So Danan and Gretchen are here with us as well. Uh, And so, yeah, hopefully this will be an interesting conversation uh, and informative conversation about do's and don'ts about teen pregnancies. Whatever, whatever that looks like. <laughs> um, and also, just because it's kind of an, it's a natural segue, we are going to be talking about single parenthood a little bit in this section too, just because Shanda also uh, was a single parent during that time. So she'll probably talk a lot about her experience with that, just to inform people what it's like to be a teenage mom and be a single parent during that time as well. Um, yeah. There's Shanda. <laughs> so feeling- yeah, she was. Oh, she was right. I um, I always joke because I'm a teacher, and I always joke with my kids, you know, that maybe we should change some age limit requirements because at 16, you know, right from wrong. You know that sex can possibly lead to a baby, and I still knew what I was doing, and oh look, it led to a baby. Um, and <laughs> So um, it's one of these things that they don't really talk about too much that, and it's going to be a little graphic, I guess, but, you know, the the pull-out method doesn't work. And (laughs) I learned, I know, I learned that uh, pretty early on when they were like, no, no, the healthiest sperm comes out in like the first 20 seconds of intercourse, so it doesn't even matter. And I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. And then through health classes, you learn that women are more fertile when they're younger. And so, of course, that happened to me. And um, my situation was very interesting in that um, when I found out I was pregnant, I also found out that Tyler's dad had a disease and um, was dying from it. And so it ended up being a lot of conversations around abortion. And um, I got the abortion talk from my doctor, from other family members. And then I had other family members that were super supportive and was kind of like, whatever you do, we'll support you or whatever you decide will support you. Um, And so the day I found out was also a whole new experience. Um, I had gotten um, my tonsils out and was on antibiotics and nobody had told me, you know, hey, that's not gonna be really great for any kind of birth control methods. 
And my mom and I had gone to get me the birth control pills. And they were like, you just need to wait for your period to get started. And I just waited and waited. And finally, it was like, Mom, I'm not having my period. And so she took me into the doctor because we did like a a urine test and it came up negative. And then we went into the doctor and they did a blood test. And then we had left um, because it wasn't that fast back then. And um, the next day I was at school and uh, I had locked my keys in my car. And so I had to have my sister and uh, baby daddy go pick up the other set of keys. And so while I stayed and hung out on my car, my mother had told my sister and the baby daddy that I was pregnant. Not only them. She wait, 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 I'm sorry. Before you knew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. so, yeah. so we were all at home processing Shanda's pregnancy. And Shanda's waiting for us to go give her the keys to the car. So she got her keys to the car. And congratulations, you're pregnant. Oh. <gasps> And in the meantime, she had called all of our family and told them. So I was the very last person to know that I was pregnant. Um, And so by the time they brought me the keys, you know, baby daddy was like, yeah, you're pregnant. I was like, that's not funny. Give me the keys. You don't joke about stuff like that. Like, and then I got into my house and my mom met me on the landing and was like, so I guess you heard. And I, then I was like, wait what like kind of trying to process all of this and being like that that can't happen I'm not like I'm too young I don't like just could not wrap my head around the fact that I was pregnant and that um yeah everybody knew before me and um and then I just remember my dad coming home shortly after that and my mom of course is not always the most tactful person and um my dad walked in and she's like hi grandpa and he immediately went ballistic and then all of a sudden I was like oh I have to go to work and so I ran out of the house and you know I was like oh I can't be around for a while until they all finish processing because I can't deal with all of that and so I went to work and then came back and was still like I just in this daze for a long time of I don't know what to do I don't know what to think I didn't know like anything I didn't know anything and my mom was you know like let's call this doctor we're going to start making appointments and then about that time is when I started finally realizing oh this is going to happen and my mom was like you know I don't want you to be with um Jason if you don't you don't love him and I'm not ever going to make you guys get married if you don't want to get married you're not getting married and if you want to keep the baby then we'll figure that out if you don't then we'll figure that out too and so she was absolutely so supportive from the minute that you know she well maybe from when she found out but when she told me um which was really helpful because um you know I was 16 I was super scared and then um and then I found out about Jason and being sick and dying and that's when my doctor um was like maybe you should have an abortion and Tyler's grandpa was like maybe you should have an abortion and um and it was just kind of like wow these are all I mean really big adult decisions that I needed to think about and um it didn't take me long to realize that abortion was not going to be an option for me I absolutely believe in a woman's choice um my choice was not that I knew that I was going to have to do some things differently. And 
it made me grow up a lot faster than I think I was absolutely ready for, but it needed to happen. I was heading down some really dark paths and not doing things that were healthy and um, could have landed me in a lot worse trouble than having a baby. So I kind of saw this like as a sign of it's time for you to grow up. You have to change the direction of your life and you need to figure this out. And, um, and so then while I was a little bit closer to being full term, um, I, so I ended my junior year pregnant, came back my senior year of high school, super pregnant, um, and was in a class that was kind of like, essentially like a living on your own class. And they would teach you about banking and, you know, how to sign a lease and all of these different things. And um, one of the field trips, which P.S. as a caveat, this should never have happened to a high school student. Um, it's still mar like just, it's in my brain forever. But they decided to take us on a field trip to a mortuary. Oh. And um, That's so I'm, oh, you don't remember this story? Huh. Yeah, <laughs> this is my first experience with that uh, Mr. Howe person. Um, but uh, it, I mean, super big pregnant and walking through this whole mortuary they pulled us into the crematorium and um the embalming room and the casket room and I by the time I hit the casket room was hysterical and he had actually pulled me out of the back of the crowd and pulled me up to the front and drug me around and was showing you know everybody was behind me as he's pulling me into all these really disturbing rooms and um yeah, I was super traumatized because not only am I finding out that Jason was dying, I also had heard that my baby could have the same disease and was finding out that 50%, there was a 50-50 chance that he would develop it. And so, of course, seeing these little coffins sent me into a whole downward spiral. And by the time I got home, my mom was like, what is going on? And I'm trying to explain it to her that, you know, like this guy, I don't know him pulled me out of the back and made me walk around with them and then of course on, a, on another side now she was like oh I'm sorry that might be my fault and uh and I was like what and then she told me about you know her history in high school with this particular person <laughs> and uh anyway so yeah I was uh, mortified to say the least um and yeah it was it was very traumatic and then um going up until the middle of October. So Tyler was due November 13th and October 26th, we went to a Mexican restaurant. And then my dad thought it would be a really good idea to teach my sister how to drive sick that night. And um, so I sat in the back of the car being super nauseous from Mexican food and pretty much thought I was going to vomit Tyler out while my sister was learning to drive <laughs> sick shift. Um, and so... I, I did yeah, shake you around pretty hard. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, that's good advice. Don't make somebody super pregnant go into a car when they're learning how to drive. Um, that's not great. And so then so that's one of the things I, I, I'm going to interrupt real quick that I find really interesting is how many people had suggested to you for you to terminate your pregnancy when they found out and and I recall hearing the conversation come up a couple times, you know, I was 14, 15 years old. Um, but it's just interesting to me because there's so many people out there who are seemingly against it, but yet so many people recommended it 
for you. Yeah. I remember um, in particular, one of our math teachers had a very strong opinion about you needing to have had an abortion. And I remember running into that teacher probably 10 years later and him saying, you know, I always thought your sister should have aborted that baby. And I was like, that is so bizarre. Yeah, it was gross. Super gross. But just, it's, yeah, it was just so odd to be like, why do you have such a strong opinion about that? And so I don't know if it was like he just in particular thought that no teenagers should be having children or I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think for teenagers and and I'm just guessing because I just watched this experience through Shanda's eyes and of course my experience by proxy um but I felt like Shanda did have a lot of support I mean luckily my family was a very liberal very open family to we're going to support Shanda no matter what and Shanda lived with us and brought the baby home but it also it, uh, really strained relationships in Shanda's life. And we, and we can go through that a little bit. But for teens out there who are finding themselves pregnant and in these predicaments of just going to like the safest person that you know first to go tell because you're going to get a lot of negative reactions, a lot of you're stupid, what were you thinking? You're going to do this on your own. You're ruining your life. You know, all of these negative projections, right? And so just putting it out there that if you are finding yourself or you're a parent of a teenager who is coming to you, that that first response is really going to be an important response. I mean, Shanda's situation was pretty unique in the fact that my mom found out first and was able to kind of process how she was going to feel, you know. And so by the time Shanda did get home, there was a group of people surrounding her saying, we're in this with you, whatever, whatever you choose. Um, but then just knowing that there's going to be unsolicited advice, unsolicited recommendations, and how this is such a personal choice. It's a personal choice, but it's also going to have impact on other people. Um, you know, when it comes to making the decision, whether you're going to keep the baby or not. And And I know that Shanda had experienced that too. Shanda, what advice, looking back, would you first give to to teenagers who want to become sexually active? And what advice would you give to somebody just finding out that they're pregnant in their teenage years? It's definitely interesting. Um, I'm a high school teacher, and so we talk about stuff like this in my class and it's not that I teach health it's I teach this discussion debate class where we talk about controversial topics and um one of the topics we broach is should schools be handing out birth control pills and or condoms um to kids and making them pretty readable and um majority of the kids are very much like yeah we need to do stuff because kids are going to be sexually active regardless Um, And the more protection that we can give them, the better, because then, you know, there's a lot more um, kind of cushions to help prevent that teenage pregnancy piece. And so um, I think if you're even contemplating becoming sexually active, um, getting on birth control pills or um, 
I think for girls, obviously, and there's such a, it's such a hard thing about ingesting something that could change the chemistry of your body. But I also know that there's also people who go on to the pill for other things, acne, you know, period control and all of that stuff. And so, you know, and I know that some kids are very scared to talk to their parents about getting on birth control. And I'm thinking that if you can even approach it in the way of, can we do it for acne or birth control, you know, like period regulation or cramps, that sometimes takes the, what are you going to do? Are you just going to go out and have sex with everybody kind of mentality out of it? Um, I'm no stranger to that piece of it, that kids are going to do it regardless. And I think the more protection that they have, the better. I also know that from a lot of conversations too, that for boys buying condoms, that's super scary or, you know, nerve wracking and, um, and they're embarrassed and they don't want to go and pick that up, you know, wherever. And I do think, unfortunately, it, it ends up falling on the girls um, to be better protected. And, you know, when you find out that you're having a baby at such a young age, there's, you know, a, chance, a big chance, probably more often than not, that dad is going to peace out, you know, take off. And they're going to be like, this is on you. Good luck with that. Um, and so it was that's super hard and it's something i would say get protected beforehand um you don't want to be a junior in high school and find out that you are pregnant and what misty was saying is that i had a lot of negative things happen to me at that time my school did not want me in the building they kept every week they'd call my house and try to get me to move to a teen parenting program and I was really adamant about not wanting to go. And my parents were like, nope, if she wants to stay there, she's going to stay. But every week they would call me into the office and be like, you know, what you're doing here is kind of broadcasting that it's good. And these girls are just going to run out and follow your suit and get pregnant. And I and, always made a and joke. So many, and so pregnant. many did, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many did. They're just like, oh, that looks like so much fun. Let's, yeah. let's go out and, and follow and follow, follow that. Well, and I know the state of Colorado, and, and not that I, I want teenagers and parents to have open dialogue with their kids about sex, particularly when, like for Zoe, she's going to be starting menstruating soon. And as soon as she does, we're going to have the sex talk. Um, we already kind of have set the the discussion up but I think it's important for people to be able to talk to their kids about sex and about protection and what does that look like whose responsibility is it consent all of these things right but in the state of Colorado when you are 15 years of age you do not need parental consent to go get birth control now I'm not saying I think everyone should sneak out and go get set up these doctor's appointments. But if you know that your family will not receive that information well, um, you know that they're going to say like a hard no, we're not going to do that. You do have options. You can go to your primary care physician. You can go to a Planned Parenthood. So there's, there are more options available. Or when Shanda got pregnant, I mean, this was in like 1994. So, I mean, this was, a was it sooner that, when was that? Yeah. I got 92 because I had him in yeah. 93. Yeah. Actually, 93 so, all the way. 
So it was a little bit more challenging. Shanda had to talk to our parents about it or go get condoms or whatever. So it's a little bit easier now to, to be protected in that way. But just real quickly, Danan, your boys yeah. are, are at an age. Like when you're hearing about what we're talking about, what, what comes up for you having teenage boys? You know, first of all, uh, we started talking to the boys about sex when they were much younger. So they're 19 and 17 now. If I had to put an age on it, maybe 10 and 12, 11 and 13. I don't know. It might, it, it was pretty young. Um, so an open dialogue about having sex, being ready to have sex, um, using birth control, using condoms. And then here at our house, we bought condoms. We have them by the caseload. <laughs> so I, I, I put it out there. Um, I hope that boys and girls will talk to their friends about having sex. And I'll tell you what, I could care less if one of the boys' friends was over here and was like, hey, I know the condoms are in the guest bathroom under the sink. I'll grab a couple. Sure, grab a couple. I don't care. Um, whatever it takes, right? Uh, yeah. On the flip side, you know, we've also talked to the boys about, yes, your partner may say they're on the pill, but that's still not a guarantee. You can't, she can't promise you that she's taken it on time. And there's just, it's always better to be safe in many ways than just having one kind of source of birth control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for all those parents out there, or I, I don't even know, you know, whoever's listening to this, teenagers, parents, whatever, um, my thoughts are, let's be real about it. Sex is going to happen. Uh, it, it was happening back, you know, ages ago. They were just hiding it out behind the barn, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> or they, so. they shipped them off to <laughs> grandma's house, you know, until they came back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been happening. It's been happening for forever. And then to kind of reiterate what you're saying, I've learned with our boys when they did turn 15 HIPAA laws now, thank goodness we've come a long way with some HIPAA laws because they can feel comfortable going to a doctor or Planned Parenthood and not fearing that then they've got to come and spill everything at home. So we have an open dialogue here at our house. We're very open-minded, very liberal about this subject, but at least for all those other teenagers out there, they should know that there are some legal rights and protections put in place for, for them once they hit that age. So mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you handled it really well, making sure that there's like an open dialogue that your children feel like they can come to you if they have questions, but they also don't have to and can still access protection. Mm -hmm. Um like when my, I feel like my mom handled it really well with me when um, when I became of the age where I was close to becoming sexually active or maybe I, I think it was before actually, she set up a checking account that I could access when I was ready to go to the doctor so that I wouldn't have to talk to her if I didn't want, oh, which wow. was really cool. Like, you know, um, I mean, she was involved in me going to Planned Parenthood and stuff and I didn't need to access it without her because she made me feel comfortable about it. Um, mm -hmm. So that, I think that's just for parents out there. I think that's a good approach is like, 
make it possible that your child can talk to you, but then also give them a plan B if they don't feel comfortable talking to you. Yeah, I, should, I, should, I have one more side note here too. When we knew Andrew was sexually active with his current girlfriend, and I won't say her name, um, we had a talk with both of them. So they would both feel comfortable not knowing the way that her parents might approach it, but we knew it was happening. And uh, we opened the dialogue with her too. And so I just felt like if she's not hearing it from home, then at least she's hearing it from here and she knows there are some options. The good news is her parents are pretty liberal too. And so um, everybody's been real supportive, but I think if we can approach this as nature versus um, will, <laughs> then it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I'll support and our kids. I 100% agree. And, and because I am a trauma therapist, and I'm, I'm sure Gretchen, your head's going to this a little bit too, is if we're parents and we have a daughter that comes to us and may say I'm pregnant, my hope is that we can stop before reacting because I want to remind everyone that one in three women are sexually assaulted. One in three women. So your daughter could be coming to you, finding out that she's pregnant, but not telling you the circumstances behind it. And so I just really want to be mindful that one in three, one in three, and it's typically by somebody that they know, somebody that they're either an acquaintance with or somebody that they've known for a while. And our response to her is going to predict a lot of her mental health well-being throughout the pregnancy. And so as parents, I think we have a lot to hold and a lot to kind of navigate through of being very mindful. So if your immediate response is something negative, like, well, why are you sleeping around? Why are you doing that? Why weren't you responsible? I just want you to hold the little place in your heart was it in your heart saying, was this consensual? Because they might not lead with that. They just may lead with like, holy crap, this is a consequence that's coming from this. And so just being really thoughtful because as adults, we can kind of handle our bodies and our pregnancies a little bit better, but 15 years old, 16 years old, like our brains are not fully developed. We can make really poor impulsive decisions, especially when we're scared. Right? When we're scared, when we're worried, we don't know how people are going to receive anything. So I'm just, we're not going to go in that direction with this conversation, but I really feel like in my heart of hearts, we need to put that out there, that one in three are sexually assaulted. And if they are not already on a contraception, um, they, it could lead to pregnancy. And that conversation may lead more towards terminating the pregnancy versus do you want to move forward with it? So just putting that out there. Um, but with Shanda, we'll get back to Shanda a little bit. Hers was consensual. <laughs> Hers was yeah. consensual, yeah. right? And so, um, Shanda, do you think that shows like the, the, the teen mom shows, like, do you think those are helpful or hurtful? Yeah. Do you think they're accurate, not accurate? Um, absolutely not accurate. Um, I... I think there's aspects of it. I mean, that fear of learning that, yikes, you're about to bring a whole nother human into the world and you no longer get to be a kid. Um, 
I think that happened. My, I know a lot of people and I've dealt with a lot of high schoolers and one of my friends was pregnant shortly after me. And um, the drama that those shows bring up, that's just not true reality. Obviously, like, you know, the teen mom and that all that was made to, you know, get more viewers. And so, of course, they're going to dramatize everything. I do think that it takes a stronger person to, one, admit that you have screwed up because that's a big thing. You're like, wow, whoops. Um, two, to be like, where's the direction of my life going? Um, I was one that for sure, I can't continue the path I was leaving or leading, sorry, and uh, I worked my butt off. I graduated early. I started college early. I, you know, knew that I needed to be a better role model for my son than, you know, that I had, than I was being for myself kind of thing. And so it, it, it was just different. I think also because I was younger and I had so many other things that could have happened. Um, it really drove into, I needed to be really secure in my decision. And it didn't matter who told me that I needed to do what. I was like, no, this is me. I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to make this better for me. And so um, I think like you were bringing up, Misty, that the people that were close to me that were suggesting abortion, it was hurtful, but I was more pissed. I was just kind of like, this isn't your choice. And I don't, I didn't ask your opinion. And I think the worst one was my doctor. Um, and pretty much being like, I really don't want to help you with this. And um, because I've, you know, there was a, obviously medical laws have changed. The doctor that called my mom was fired shortly after and told my mom that I was pregnant. She uh, no longer worked at that clinic. I mean, immediately after the doctor that I was seeing was not my doctor for very long and I needed to move on to people that trusted me and my decisions and kept their kind of their mouths closed of I'm not going to spew my personal opinion on you when you're already doing so much to try to just deal with my circumstance and so I think that there's a lot of people with opinions and I think a lot of the teen shows or um, whatever. I think that they're so lost and they want everybody's input and being like, hey, you know, help me out. But again, I think it's so dramatized. Um, and I'm not saying that having a kid when you're 16 and slash 17 was easy because it wasn't. But I also wasn't trying to impress anybody or, you know, have all of these people want to follow in my footsteps. And when the school was like, we don't want you here. I'm like, look, this is not glamorous. This is not something that I'm trying to make into this, like, hey, everybody's going to follow my footsteps. They're all going to drink the water. They're all going to, you know, join in because it's so much fun to be super big pregnant walking down the high school and um, the halls and to hear people talking about you. It wasn't, that wasn't fun. Um, you know, I did have a lot of really positive experiences. Um, one of my teachers, um, my senior year, the same one, ironically, that took us to the mortuary, um, threw me a surprise baby shower in my class, and my whole class was involved. And that was really, really amazing, because then I saw support versus 
you know, being made fun of or called a whore or, you know, and I knew there were so many of my classmates having sex and they were just lucky they didn't get pregnant. It wasn't that I was the only one out there having sex. They just, and I was not promiscuous by any means. And I knew a lot of girls that were and that were just, I guess, lucky enough not to become pregnant. Or if they did, they didn't say anything and they definitely terminated before, you know, anybody else found out. But I just happened to be one that, you know, ended up getting pregnant. And, um, you know, so it was nice to have support from my peers and from some of the adults who, after having so many negative experiences with people, um, it was really, it, it helped. It helped me kind of be like, yeah, I can do this. I can make it through this entire process. And so, um, and after I had Tyler, um, they invited me back to be a teen mom on a panel and to talk about my experiences and which was super weird. Cause I, here I am talking about being a teen mom to a lot of my friends, um, you know, and, and so that was kind of an interesting thing. My dad came into the school and it was, um, and we did it together with my dad and me and Tyler and talked about our entire experience from beginning to end. And, um, you know, and so there's a lot of good and bad that happened at the same time. I think um, obviously one of the best things, one, I adore my son. He um, is one of my favorite people on the planet, but I think it changed the dynamics of so many of my relationships. Uh, of course, I was the mean sister that would beat on my little sister all the time. And I think um, she didn't really like me very much until I got pregnant. And then it changed our whole relationship. And to this day, we are still super, super close. And I think, uh, yeah. um, I, I need, I need to, I need to give a clarification. Shanda did not like me until she got pregnant, not the other way around. <laughs> but it did, oh, well, it, the experience yeah. did, it did bring us closer in many ways. And not only did it bring us closer, but it was such a good education for me, right? Because I remember having conversations with my girlfriends about sex and being so curious about sex. And we we never talked about birth control with my group of friends. And I know a couple of them were having sex and I don't think that they were protected. But for me, uh, that experience was the best birth control ever because I practiced abstinence until I was almost 19 years old. Um, because I was like, I never want to go through that experience, even though I cherish that experience so much. But just watching the hard choices that my sister had to make between do I think about my my life and and go down this route that I know would be easier, right? This route of terminating the pregnancy and it would be so much easier and she can go to prom and go do all of these things and go to college and kind of walk the path more most traveled. Or does she choose the path that is going to be hard at times and is going to be difficult, um, more of an uphill battle? And it was awesome watching her make these decisions and watching her grow. Um, and it wasn't always easy. It was painful to watch and sad to watch, but so inspiring. And uh, yeah, Tyler's a blessing. We absolutely love him. He definitely fills people's hearts with joy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just an experience. And I think it's the way that you look at it and the decisions that you choose to make around it. And 
um, you know, it was a positive experience for Shandy, even though there was some hardships coupled with it. I yeah. do think that one of the, um, a good thing and a lot of resources got presented to me after, you know, after I put my foot down with the school and was like, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going to, you know, cater to what you think that I need to be doing. Um, after I think a lot of the counselors got really reserved with the fact that I wasn't going anywhere, they started presenting me with a lot more resources to help. And um, I know that list of resources has only grown over the years. And um... oh, we lost Anda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, there. And I'm just going to piggyback on that. There are a lot of resources nowadays for for teen parents, especially here in Colorado. I can't speak for other states, but I know in Colorado they have what's called the Child Care Assistance Program, where kids can. Uh, parents can sign up for it and get child care either at a reduced cost or a free cost so they can continue going to school and even go to college. Um, I think there's a lot of grants. There's TANF, which is Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. And I know that there are actual nonprofit organizations that kids, that teenagers can go to to get help and get support in the area. Shanda's back. Uh, we're, we're continuing to talk about the different resources that are out there. Um, yeah, so you're not alone, for sure. There's a lot of money programs out there and uh, programs to get food for your kiddo. Um, WIC, which is Women, Infants, and Children, is available out there. And you get milk and formula. Do you get diapers with no, or get more no, food related? It's, like, it's all food related. So, you know, milk, cheese, uh, eggs everything like big protein things that, you know, um, pregnant women need. And then after the baby is born, they get you, you know, formula and different types of foods for babies to help them, um, you know, need, get the nutrients they need. Um, there were a couple of um, homes that re really um, catered to teen moms, especially those ones that didn't have family support. And so they weren't left on the street you know, to kind of figure everything out. And so there were some of those programs and um, a lot of legal assistant kinds of things where, you know, if there was any kind of thing that, you know, just help. A lot of county related, like Boulder County at the time where I was living was, they had a lot of really great programs. And um, one of my sister's friends, her mom was kind of in charge of one of the programs and was so, it was just nice to have another friendly face when I walked in to get that kind of support too, because, you know, when we would go out in public, people would talk about me and you could hear them saying things. And, um, you know, and so you would go into public places and people would just chastise you and say things that loud enough where they knew they, you could be, you know, they could hear you or you could be hearing them. And so it was hard. And so to have more people just kind of be in your corner and being like, hey, we got your back, you know, that was, it was very helpful. And, um, and so I, that's one thing I do talk about a lot with my, the high schoolers is, you know, if it happens, there are people to talk to, there are programs that help you, um, and stuff like that. And so it's, it's no longer do you feel like you're on an island by yourself, that there's definitely things that people can do. And 
over my 16 years of being um, a high school student, I or high school teacher, I have seen a lot of my kids have kids. And, um, you know, this many years later, I get a lot of phone calls or texts saying thank you, because you made this easier on me and you helped me get the resources I needed or to point me in directions to get me, you know, just help. And I know that when I decided to become a teacher, it was actually during my pregnancy when I knew I needed a more support system from the school and I wanted to become the teacher I wish I had when that whole thing was happening. And so um, that drive in me just kept going because I was like, there are kids out there who are lost and they're confused and they're hurting and they're scared. And if they have a trusted adult that they can talk to, um, you know, that's what I wanted to be for them. And so I did make it out on the other side and I beat all those stereotypical statistics of, you know, you're not going to graduate high school. And I did. Oh, you're not going to get to graduate college. I did. Uh, you know, I have my master's degree and I did almost everything by myself. Um, I had another child shortly after at 19 um, into 20 years old. And um, like Misty had said, I was a single mom and kind of teen mom times too. Um, beating all of those odds and the statistics. So I don't want people to think that pregnancy, a teen pregnancy is going to end your life because you can fight through everything and you can be successful and you can, I'm that person that I want to prove everybody wrong. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Um, and so well, for me, and that was my motivation. Definitely. Which is inspiring. Um, I want to get on my soapbox really quick because I just, we're parents, and, and this is what the, what PNC is about, is supporting each other and uh, figuring out how we can be kind to one another, stopping the judgments and just being kind to one another. I really wish that and hope that if you do have sons like Danan and other people out there, that we're having active conversations about their role in this too, and that it shouldn't just be the mamas that are are sacrificing and doing everything. Um, uh, and in our society, I feel like we lack um, holding men accountable during this. Like I can tell you how many times the the that Jason stepped in and helped with Tyler, and it was probably like ten, honestly, like ten times. And so. Uh, we need to do a better job helping our boys learn how to step up because they're a part of it too and how to be a dad at 15, 16, 17 years old and encouraging that and knowing that it's their responsibility too. And again, talking about birth control, birth control, birth control, birth control, whether we like it or not, it's so important to talk about birth control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think too, in our house with the boys, I'm like, hey, sex is great, right? It's a normal part of life. But what's not great is um, not taking responsibility. And we've made it clear here at home, I'll be an, an early grandma, but I'm not going to be the childcare provider. And so that's coming, that's going to have to come from them. They're, and I said to both the boys, if you were to have a baby now, you're gonna have to figure it out. So that might mean you're going to night school and flip-flopping schedules to make it happen because 
there's a lot of responsibility that goes into that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, strong family values. You know, I would never push my sons to get married, but 100% if they uh, got their girlfriends pregnant, there will be responsibility um, and accountability, even if it's uberly forced, uberly forced at my end. Uh, I'm going to teach them it takes two. It takes two, and this will not be her responsibility. And I not feel so adamant had I not watched my sister go through it. Um, I mean, there are so many times that I would just want to scream at Jason saying, where are you? Like, what are you doing? You're not providing financially. You're not providing emotionally. You just have stepped out. And I think his family supported him in that decision. Um, you know, and so it's this big stereotype of it's the girl's fault. It's the girl's responsibility. Um, you know, when you hear about teen pregnancies, rarely do you hear, oh, that boy, that just made his life more complicated. You don't hear that because a lot of men, sadly, walk away and maybe they'll pay child support here and there. Maybe they won't. So parents, talk to your boys about being responsible, taking responsibility, taking accountability, and stepping up. If you can't step up emotionally, you sure shit better stand up and start helping financially. <laughs> if that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. Um, and be kind um, because, gosh, at 16 or just even our teenage years, we don't, we don't really even know what, what direction's up or down sometimes. And so we need support everywhere we can get it. Um, but just know here at Parenting Naked Collaborative, we try not to be judgmental. We try to just provide support and encouragement and education. And you're not alone. Um, we are all here. We all want to be supportive. And so reach out. Um, Shanda is a teacher. Shanda loves to be supportive. Um, if she's willing, she can put her contact information out to get an email if you guys do feel alone and felt like her story touched you um, and just want somebody to talk to. She's not a therapist, but she is a good listener. Um, she's out there. So, Shanda, thank you so much. Yeah, I know that this was a that was such a great, a great, um, I was going to say story, but I don't know if that's what <laughs> But it's so nice to hear your experience and to get another perspective and to provide hope to folks um, and just like have this conversation that I think probably isn't had enough. Yeah, I no, would agree. You. I would agree. For sure. Thank you, guys. And yes, I will give my information to um, them, the girls, and you guys absolutely can reach out. Um, I, yeah, talk to anybody. If you're in that position and you're scared, reach out to a trusted adult, a pseudo parent, um, anybody to give you just some, some positivity because that's kind of what you're looking for is just somebody to be like, hey, I've got your back. I'm going to help. Um, you know, that's, it's yeah. huge. It's definitely yeah. huge. Yeah. So if you do want to get in contact or at least just uh, let us know on Facebook, you should you could tag Shanda in there. She can read the post. We can let her know. She can comment on your your post. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we appreciate you and take care. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
Thank you for listening to This Is Hard, our podcast celebrating the hilarious, beautiful, horrific, mysterious, untold, unspoken, disgusting, and amazing adventures of becoming and being a parent. Brought to you by Misty White, Gretchen Levy, and me, Danan Moore. To learn more about This Is Hard, our podcast, follow our organization, Parenting Naked Collaborative, on the web at parentingnaked.com, on Facebook or Instagram at Parenting Naked. Thank you, and until next time, be well.